Hello and welcome to the Creative Scramble. My name is Carl Thompson. And my name is Matty Singh. And today we're joined by another old FutureWorks buddy of mine who I never met, but we were just friends on Facebook, Joe Natras. Joe Natras. Uh, Joe's been killing it lately, working on huge productions as a sound op. I'm going to leave it at that because you can expand on this as a production sound op uh, with credits including Paddington 2, which is a glorious film, and J.J. Abrams' Overlord, Bohemian Rhapsody, which has gotten a lot of attention of late, and the recent Laurel and Hardy biopic, Stan and Ollie. So thanks for joining us, Joe. No problem. Nice it's an impressive credit list, isn't it? Just to start off, is, is that, that yeah. was just your 2018? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those were obviously filmed, yeah, last, a lot of them filmed last year, like the year before, yeah, 2017. But uh, yeah, no, it's, and then just sort of, it's weird because they've done stuff that won't come out for another couple of years and stuff like that, and then everything just sort of bunched up together. So yeah, at one point, there was three of the films that worked on were in the cinema, that Overlord, Peony Rhapsody, uh, Oh, yeah. Is it Paddington 2? Yeah, no. Or maybe it was, no, I'm think, no, I'm thinking right. But yeah, Overlord had been Rhapsody out in the cinema at the same time, which is sort of, I don't know. That was quite cool, I thought. Just yeah. being able to see, you know, sort of name on two screens. Yeah, definitely. Two films at the same time. I was like, oh. Creates that um, idea that, oh, he's been a busy boy, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I know, yeah. But we know films, obviously, there's a lag between release time exactly, and yeah. stuff. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, could you sum up what you do? Because I know it's a variety of roles. Yeah, so I guess with the, the bigger stuff, there's, yeah, a different... I should maybe say what the roles are in sort of the sound department first. Where there's a production sound mixer or sound recordist, and then there's the first assistant sound, which some people may know as the boom operator, and then there's a second assistant sound, and then there's sometimes a sound trainee as well, which they're trying to as well call now a third assistant sound, um, which to me is very political. But um, on the bigger stuff, I'm generally a second assistant sound. Um, yeah, and then on some sort of on commercials and sort of trying to hopefully on dramas more now than a first assistant sound. Yeah, and then do indie stuff and sort of low budget short films that. I'll be the sound recordist or yeah, sound, pretty sound mixer. That's nice you keep that balance almost, just keep humble in a way, as well as these high level things, you're still staying in touch with the underground indie exactly. stuff. Exactly, and generally, the more like the underground in more indie stuff, you actually get to have a bit more creative input. I mean, as much as, as much creative input as you can have as a sound recordist on a film, it's not about, not about you at all, you're just there, I guess, to record clean dialogue. But you, if you're, you know, you can have a little bit of, a little bit more something. Have you thought about this for the, for your edit about these lines? How's this going to work? And you can, if you've read the script properly, you can sort of sometimes add to, their their thought process for the edit. Or am I, yeah, I, I guess that's more of a post, like a post sound thing really. But um, yeah, you can have a little bit of influence and. Yeah, get you. You're thinking like this sound would be good because then you could sort of incorporate it in. Yeah, right. To help tell the story. It's, and yeah, mainly it's mainly just for things I sort of flag up. Uh, it's stuff stuff that are going to take you from maybe scene to scene that they won't have thought of. So maybe they're saying they're talking as they leave, leave a scene or something like that, and they might want something to join on. If you thought about a line for just how is this going to carry you into the next scene? Just something to just flag up sometimes. No, definitely. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't think all directors or all people on set will think about those things and that's when, yeah. you, as myself as an editor, you're thinking, God damn it, that's I mean, nothing. Might, it might not even, I might be just speaking out of turn, but it just depends. I mean, I wouldn't ever do that on anything that's a, a big film which it's not my place to, but on a, on like, on an indie, low budget thing, you can, you can have, you can say that sort of thing and, you know, sure. not, not be looked at like, what are you talking to yeah. me about that for? Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where is my sandwich? Yeah. Go get yeah. my sandwich. Yeah. I mean, so how long ago since you graduated now? Um, so from doing from, sound from future, your, yeah, yeah. So from FutureWorks, I was it started in two thousand nine there, and it was two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah. So in the past six years, no, seven years. Sorry, now. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, 
how have you got to this stage in your career in a relatively short time? <laughs> how many people have you slept doesn't, with? Doesn't feel like it. Doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like a short time. It just feels like quite a long time now. But um, yeah, I guess it's one of these saying similar things to what the sound people have said. But it's um, I, yeah, like what, like to play in bands, and I came in through the through the music route, and when, even when I even when I went to Future Works, I was. My focus was I wanna I wanna record bands, I wanna produce bands and yeah, get the accolades that go with that and yeah, just I just love that. I love making music. But um yeah, on the on the course there was a a module that was that was geared towards sound desi- sound design and sort of sound recording. And um yeah, that sort of opened my eyes much more to that side of things that I hadn't even really considered. Because you don't really think that you're gonna, you don't think that's a career option. You don't go, oh, that's, you know, you want to grow up and want to play in bands and all that sort of stuff. That's what I wanted to do. And yeah, when that came, I was like, oh yeah, this makes sort of this makes sense. This is sort of yeah, my what my skills are it sort of follows in line with that. And so sort of after when I did that module, started going down that path and looking into more about, well, how can a, how can that be something I'll something I do um, but yeah at the time as well I was I was doing lots of post sound as well so I hadn't I hadn't decided that I was going to do production sound I was just like I want to do film sound I'm going to try and do everything I can and learn about everything I can down there and then see where it takes me and um, just happened to get to the point where yeah that just I was get managed to get some work that was in production sound and then that was when I veered off that way yeah. What was your early? What were the early gigs you helped out on to, sort of make connections, I guess, and. Um, so. I'm just thinking from a point of view for people who are in that same boat, maybe at uni or maybe a change of career entirely, and they want to, eventually, be working on those things. Yeah. How do they get going? What would you start getting involved in? I, and... I think it's really. I mean, the advice I'd give now, to someone my position would be that there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of trainee programs out there like and it's not it's not called skill set anymore right creative skill set was called it's called something else and after i can't remember this on my head but that gave i've had a couple of trainees working with me who've come gone down that route and they're really good and that's how they've got into the films and got got in because they've been part of that program and that they put you in in touch with Mixes or get you on films for the for the job, and you get you being paid to be there as well. Who runs that trainee program? You know? I, don't, I can't remember. It's called. It's called. It used to be called Creative Skill Set. Okay. We'll to for anyone listening, Google it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Type stuff I into Google. So. Yeah. So it's about knowing the mixes, really. It is, and, that, the people that and that's the second. Up, right? The second thing I'd say is to do a bit of research on the internet and find out. Who these mixes are, and you know what you want to aspire to, and find these mixes and send them emails. And I guess yeah, most of the time you're not going to get you're not going to get a reply are you? because they're busy on set working. They're busy on set working, or you know, you know people have lives and families, and they're not going to email back everyone. But you know you might get a, you might get a, a nibble. You might go and get to everyone have a coffee with him, or he might be nice and be like, oh yeah, I can arrange you to come down to set for a day experience, come and have a look what we're doing. Yeah. And you know that could be the start of things. I'm not saying it's going. It's not going to get you a job, but at least it gives you a, a little bit of a foot in the door. Um, I mean, I got mine. I guess I'd say my sort of because I was doing this stuff and I was getting I was getting money in and doing all these like the odd corporate thing and mm-hmm. a little bit of money and enough to sort of live, survive off and live. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was trying to having to do other stuff to you make money. But um, yeah. It was an email through a friend who was a line producer. So yeah, a friend who's a production coordinator, production manager, or production assistant. I can't remember. And she had line producers email. She said, "Oh, try try this. Try emailing her." Um, and I did. And she's like, "Oh," and she emailed back, which was nice. And she said, oh, "I'm not doing anything, but I'll keep you in mind," sort of thing. 
And then about, f I guess, I think it was about four or five months later, maybe something like that, she emailed me saying, I'm doing this job and the the, the, sound, the sound mixer needs a assistant trainee sort of person because he hasn't got one. Um, I'd like to put you forward to him. And I was like, great. Um, yeah, so I got to go and I got to go and meet him. Sort of, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was super excited. Didn't, yeah, just trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to really wanted to get the, get the job. Um, and I met him, it went really well. I didn't really know what, if I, what the, what the deal was. But yeah, and he called me back eventually and said, yeah, I'd like you to come and do it. Um, and I was like, yeah, and that was a start of, that was like a CBB show, CBBC show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that was a start of it. Cause once I'd got that job and met those people, you start to even if it's just going out for a for a drink and socialising. You start to meet other people in the sound department, and then start to yeah. And so the schmoozing begins. Exactly, well. and yeah. it just starts to snowball from there. You yeah. more and more people, and it's just as long as you as long as you do a good job, and people like you, they're gonna generally, hopefully, want you want to work want to work with you again, have you back. I want to emphasise that, like, you're going to be good at what you do as well as being a likeable guy and yeah. with you've got to know what you're doing because you can't mess up sound. It's, yeah. It's a ball lake to fix, isn't it, so... Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, I mean... Tell us about that. Have you... Have you <laughs> I was going to say, I'm gonna say I know it's uh, probably a bit of a contentious thing to say, but, I mean, knowing someone, you're far less likely to get a job knowing someone in this industry than you are through your creative skill to begin with, and that it's a bit of a bit of an annoying thing to say, really, for people you know who aren't don't have any connection to the industry, which which I didn't have any at all. I've I've just had to sort of work and work and hope that it was going to happen, and then eventually it sort of did. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who have no connection through family. Because everyone goes on about nepotism in the film industry, and it, and it is true. There is a, there is a lot of it. People, you know, they get their foot in the door because it's going to help, isn't it? It's yeah, going to help. This, I mean, so. same with any anything, though, isn't it? If your if your dad or mum and dad works for a company, course, yeah. you're going to you get a job. Get going to get a job there. As a weird example, you know, my mate got his foot in the door at ASDA because his mum worked there. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's doing well. He's doing well. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a PhD in chemistry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, but you just—I mean—it makes it more worthwhile, and if you do get somewhere with it, and yeah, can you tell us what it's like working on some of these massive productions? Obviously, you've mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody, which is uh, only really came out in what was it, November, December, twenty eighteen. Yeah, incredible film, Queen biopic, all about Freddie Mercury. And his, yeah, yeah. You know, hit his journey uh, becoming a successful musician. It was really, really well-made film, really good family entertainment. You know, everyone knows all the songs, all the hits, and you can yeah. sing along. And it's a, it's an incredible film. Uh, just watch. What was it like to be a part of it? It was really good fun. I mean, the team I was working with at that were amazing. Um, such such good guys to work with, and yeah, we had a really really good time. Um, Obviously, I don't know if you've read. There was some some things that happened on set. Was it drama? No, related related to, re relate, no, related it, to the the director who is credited. Oh right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you don't have to name no, names. I can, I can say names because I mean it's out in the public. There's there's tons of, there's tons of articles on it. I was just reading one, and a massive one yesterday um, about the director Brian Singer, who started off the film and eventually. He got fired with three weeks left to left to go. Oh really? Yeah, Fox fired him. Oh, shit. Um, Why did he fire him? Just creative differences, or? Um, I I don't really know actually what the so what the final line was on that, but I think from well from the articles I've read, I'm trying to be very very um, political <laughs> about what I say here, um, but from what the, from the articles I've read that. They were saying they had differences with some of the cast, and yeah. So he didn't see that. the edit through. He literally was there almost all day, every day on set, all the pre-production. It was yeah, a lot until, of until last three weeks. So it was all like location stuff that we'd done. And the last three weeks were scheduled to be we were in the studio, and then we got in the studio, um, and did yeah, did half a day in the studio, uh, and we left left early, and. 
he just wasn't there the following day. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he just said I was driving to work the next day and my boss called me up and said, turn around, we're not working today. Yeah, and then for for a few weeks, you know, that ha that happened. So it was sort of, we hadn't been properly told, we're not filming, it was just every day we were, we were getting a getting a call sheet at seven o'clock in the evening and going, no, no filming for main unit tomorrow. Wow. So we were still being still being paid for. Yeah, because they took obviously for the day, right? Exactly, yeah, and we're effectively getting a call sheet each day saying we're not filming, we're not filming mm. tomorrow. So, what, what was he? What was he like to work under as a director? Did you ever interact with him much? Um, for those who don't know, Brian Singer did X Men. And that's right. That's massive, it, massive. massive, massive it, you just suspect yeah, yeah. <laughs> first big thing, and I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that was because around when we filmed as well. Yeah, it was the same time as when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened and mm. the Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. Kevin Spacey was in the Suspects mm -hmm. and supposed to be friends with Brian Singer. So it was all like a, it was a bit of a really weird. I don't know. We obviously we just got on with the filming, of course, but yeah. it's a bit of a you know everyone sort of. There's whispers around around set about it, and there's ob there obviously was stuff that was going on. I yeah. don't that don't know. You don't properly know what's happening, but when <laughs> when he gets fired, you don't know what's what's gone on. But it's not my who who took over then. Sorry, as So yeah, the I'm just Dex Dexter Fletcher finished it off. Right. Um, the last yeah, we filmed a little bit before Christmas, and then. After after the new, in the new year we came back and yeah did the did a couple more weeks. Yeah, just looking on IMDb because Brian's still listed as the director. Exactly that, because so. he technically well he did he shot more I think I don't know what it is exactly but for you to be for you to get the full credit you have to be have shot I think seventy percent of the film or something like that. Right. And he he done. I can't yeah. It, yeah, definitely that. Because he only missed out on three weeks, basically, and we'd done already done nine or nine so nine or so. Do you, as a as crew, ever interact with sort of the cast and the the directors at such yeah. a high level? Like how, what's your relationship I mean, with those? I mean, on the 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 first the first assistant sound or saying about positions for he generally on the biggest stuff takes or she. or she sorry <laughs> that is very very bad of me because I've worked with yeah female beam operators. But they take control of the radio micing, or it's their sort of. They so radio mic every cast member, but you know, for Queen, if you've got the format band members that are in a scene, would you put a radio on every single one of them? So and boom. Depending on how the the sound mixer approaches things, sometimes yeah, but most of the time, just put, I guess, just put mics on people who have a speaking, who have dialogue in that scene. Um, yeah, unless unless they're gonna do some ex exciting. Or, or it's sort of that sort of film where the director all of a sudden be like, do some improv and be like, oh, you say that line now, actually. You say that line, and you say that line. And then they weren't speaking about 10 minutes ago, but now they're speaking, so it's... Would you pause and say, right, can I put a radio on, or would you just have a swing of boom and get um, it? I mean, yeah, the flow, but, I mean, if, it, if you sort of knew it was that sort of thing was happening, you'd be, you just have to be like, radio mics are going on everyone right. beforehand. And then it's covered because you don't want to, you don't want to be slowing up the process, and people looking at you to be like, why are you, why why are you, why are you holding us up? Yeah, why are you holding us up? But yeah, when we get there's enough enough enough, enough to worry about, and um, yeah, with people like, with these comments like that, always waiting on sound. <laughs> <laughs> How about always waiting on camera? Oh, oh. No, no. Anyway, I'm the editor. I'm always where's the footage? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You've shot too much, or you've not done enough. Um, and it's it's quite an art form, isn't it, as well? Because whatever the scene may be, you've got to quickly assess like this is how is the best way to get what you need to. Exactly. Yeah. Quite problem solving and fast. Yeah. Well, I didn't go back to what I was saying. So yeah, if you're the, you know, the person radio micing up these people, you've got to, you know, build up a, a relationship with them. If you're going to be putting your hand on their top. Exactly. <laughs> or you know, being in their private space every day. You've got to have some sort of yeah. people skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any claims um, to fame? You're gonna name drop? Um, no, I guess on the like on the bigger stuff. Like I said, I've I haven't really done that. Sure. I've done I've done the odd odd time when I've got to do them, but it's not my been in my remit on the bigger stuff where I've had had the opportunity. 
to do that. I'm generally on the floor while they get to go back on the trailers um, and radio mic them. Okay. But um, yeah. Nice. In a way, my weird question that I've just thought of is, are there any films that really impress you from a sound point of view of how they've achieved what they have? Um, I mean, it's, it's nice to just see and hear about when the work you've put in has actually been used in the films. Because um, I, think, I think a few years ago, people thought that a lot of the Hollywood films and big films it were, you know, ADR'd, everything was ADR'd and that's not the case. That's, there was a big thing about Inception, when that was for, when that first came out, that he actually didn't ADR, I think it was something yeah. like 5% thing, yeah. ADR'd, exactly. that was all on-set sound. Exactly. Before, before that was way, you know, didn't, wasn't really heard of. Uh, but I think, I, think that, I think that's a bit of a lie as well, I think there was this whole thing about that that's what was the thing to do and I don't think that was the case and a lot of the stuff, I mean, being Rhapsody, I know they, they didn't, they will have ADR sometimes, but not as, not only much you have at all. To, surely. Yeah, only when you have to, basically. Yeah, all this, and there's a lot of stuff in the where they add in lines after the edit. They they sort of want some extra lines from the actors that they didn't actually have in the script at all. They added they added in so it's off screen, and they'll put that in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know in Stan Ali, I think he did about eight or nine lines. I think I might be. I think I'm right in saying that yeah. of. Actually, ADR, and again, half of that's probably lines again. Lines again, they've added in just to help just tell to, the story. A bit just more. to help tell the story, or they wanted something else in that that scene. Just yeah. added bits and pieces. Um, is is please don't say this the wrong way, but do you, is is sometimes the sound department? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and be as, as PC as possible. Is it almost a bit of a, a thankless task on set because you assume that? It's not like a, I don't know, an image where you go, that, that looks amazing, I can get that. For sound, it's like, okay, it sounds amazing, well, so it should. It's only when it sounds shit does it become an issue. Yeah. And or is that a really um, terrible way of thinking about it? Um, I'd definitely say in, like, Bohemian Rhapsody was, and suddenly it's rewarding because you capture it, you, you have the... You're, you're given the time, well, not given, not necessarily given the time, but... The script's geared towards a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of talking and it's quite easy to, well not, <laughs> I'm not saying easy, but you can capture that, you can capture that and it's rewarding because you know that what you're doing here is, will be used in the, in the final film. But there's stuff on bigger stuff where there's lots of effects and everything like that. It, uh, it feels a bit, sometimes a bit crushing because you've, you know, they've got loads of wind machines on They've got flying and stuff like that, and they're, they're saying stuff, and you're you're basically recording the guide track, which is going to have to be ADR'd. Yeah. So you know you're just taking a you're taking a paycheck, and there's no yeah. there's no like oh that's not going to be used or it's just the same old yeah yeah that's interesting. What does ADR stand for? God, here we go. <laughs> I think I know. Is it audio dialogue replacement? It changes every every person you ask. That's what I'm asking. Audio dialogue. After dialogue replacement? It's, 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 I think it's automated dialogue replacement. There you go, three answers between yeah, three different yeah. industry professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Just ADR. Right? Automated dialogue replacement, replacement coming yeah. from a professional soundy. Yeah. Great. I think that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, as well as obviously those challenges of like when, with the wind machines, are there any really tough challenges you have to overcome on set? And also I'm guessing it's quite long days for these things as well. Yeah, I mean some days can be really long. Um, well, you know, generally, it's on the on the yeah, big film. It's generally ten hours. They do like ten hour continuous days, and then yeah, there can be plus travel. Plus exactly plus. And if it's in London, it's people are travelling an hour, an hour at least, or not at least, but probably an hour or plus around that time to get get to work. And then you're generally turning up sometimes you know, 45 minutes to an hour early because you want to be there, ready sort Get of thing. Get your breakfast in you. Get your breakfast <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So already you're at two hours and then the 10 hour day, so you're at 12 then and if they do any overtime, sometimes some of these films do like a couple of hours over, well, sometimes not, but if you do two or, three, two or three hours overtime every day and then you've got to travel back, you know, you're at you got 16 hour day or something by the time yeah. you got back home and you straight to bed and back up and do the same thing again. Yeah. 
Is most of the work you found London-based for like larger feature productions? Because you're northern, right? You say, uh, do, yeah. you live, do you live up here? I live up here, yeah. I live up here, and and for this for those films, I've just lived down there for the during the week. Or do you get like an Airbnb, or is, is that part of your contract, or how does that no. work? Is that you take the hit? No, on I take the, yeah, take the hit on that. But um, yeah, I stop with friends and family, and also a lot of older women. Who have spare rooms? Okay. Oh, like lodging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like lodging. Crew rooms, it's like Facebook, cr- yeah. exactly. Yeah, basically, yeah. I found these. Yeah, these older women who have these spare rooms and so lovely. Yeah, look, allegations look, with Brian Singer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> look after me like a like a like a child of their own. It's great. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So, it, how would you say that's a website that you use to find those rooms if people are? No, there's a, a Facebook group. group called Crew Rooms, which someone set up, and right. then people sort of post up there. And it's just got sort of in, industry professionals on there who sort of post up saying, I need a room, or people saying, I've got a room, and this is where, I, this is where it is, and this is how much it is. And yeah. So, yeah, you can get in contact with them. A bit more secure, isn't it? Than, it's a bit more secure. Much cheaper than a hotel, I'm sure. Exactly. In London. Yeah, and, pe- and people, know, people know the deal. and that you know you don't want to be paying a massive deposit to stop somewhere for a week or so you want to you want to pay in like a day to day or week you know week by week basis yeah. and they're happy generally happy with that and you just live out of a suitcase for that week exactly yeah yeah great yeah i mean yeah um, I mean, sometimes I have a wardrobe I shouldn't use, so it's good. <laughs> I just, I, Put my clothes I, in there. Yeah. I can never be bothered unpacking when I go away, because I think, well, I'm going to have to repack it again, so I just leave it in the suitcase. Yeah. Would, well, you, ever, would you ever consider moving to London, if that's uh, where a lot of the work is? I've thought about it, but sort of, I, wouldn't, I don't really want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I prefer it up in Manchester, um, and I've got a house here now, okay. so, I mean, that's not going to stop me moving down there, but... Um, no, I like the, I don't know, like the hustle and bustle of Manchester more than, yeah. than London. From from the time I spent there, I mean, all the time I spent there really is when we're working. But I mean, yeah, I just like it up here. Why do I, I don't need to move unless it comes to sort of, a, you know, and time where it really depends on it. But I don't, I don't really see that happening. You're not, you're there for months, surely, at a time if you're getting big block bookings yeah or... I mean yeah I'm coming back at weekends oh, right. generally um, yeah are you single sorry or have you got no a... yeah sort of my girlfriend so yeah. come, it's nice to sometimes see her I guess yeah. she <laughs> likes that no because Cal's you've spoken about this before haven't you just yeah. the idea of like being, being away, away for long periods of time can be quite taxing yeah. on you know on a relationship and yeah. you sound, hopefully you've got a very understanding partner who's yeah. happy and for you to be away five nights a week yeah and, and she's 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 in the industry as well so oh, she she understands how it works and yeah what does she do she's an electrician oh, a right, spark. spark so yeah. yeah she just she just best buyed a massive uh, I'm like American Amazon thing that lasted about nine months. Wow. She best best girl, best boy, whatever yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to say. But yeah, no, she's she's done lots of um, good stuff and like me, she's likes to try and gaffer stuff and like shorter stuff and low budget features and so stuff. So she has to travel to London or further afield for jobs? Yeah, sometimes she she, she works on Behemoth Rhapsody as well, which is quite nice. Oh, cool. I got to actually see her on, <laughs> I think that's probably one of the first times I've actually since I sort of met her was was I think 2013. Did you meet on set or? I met her met her on there, but that's not how we got together. But then yeah, but then you know fast forward to to then that she was actually on set with me sometimes. So that was nice. Oh, great. You still have to make professional obviously. Exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, what other ups and downs have you had so far in the past few years of your young career? Tell about a mistake. What we want to hear the, we the, want the juicy stuff. <laughs> juicy stuff. Um, I mean, I don't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's where he is. Huh? Good. Good. Yeah. No. Um, of course, I've made will have made mistakes. It's it's a learning process, isn't it? It's just making the mistakes, or you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't say mistakes, but you know, your lack of. It's more about. It's more the lack of knowledge. Because I probably haven't will have made mistakes and not done something, or not, uh, well, I say I probably will, and I will have not definitely at some point, you know, messed up. I'm sure. Um, but it's you know you're, you're learning about the etiquette of on set and 
how to approach something and you do when I when I got to do sort of a chance to do these bigger stuff it's just a bit of a different workflow and there's lots of different egos you've got to be aware of and it's it's all about again it was the first job first job I ever did that when I got that CBBC thing it's, it's understanding your position within 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 your department and then within the whole film set itself and just being aware of that you know there's there's, there's channels of of people to talk to and with certain things you know if if yeah, I was don't like tell an actor how to act exactly <laughs> or, or, if I'm, or if I notice something and see something that yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't you know necessarily go and say that to the the first the first or the director I'd say that to like my my first assistant sound or my my boss and he can tell me whether I should or he, they can go and take it to them themselves because mm. you know it's you, hierarchical. It's, it, exactly there's a hierarchy that's what I was trying to trying to get out there yeah. but yeah so you and as well you you don't want to you don't want to piss off the people in your team that you know you don't you don't want to be stepping on their toes by going to say something you know you want them to yeah because that, that will that would that would piss people off and I'm, I think that probably happened to me before when people like not say below me you've sort of overstepped their mark and said something it's like do you realize what you've done there and how because you can be received in a certain light and it's i don't know maybe it's sometimes you can be a bit precious about these things and people definitely are a lot precious and there's a lot of egos and bigger stuff you've got to be you know sensitive to um so you advise people to say nothing first or at least if you go and say something go to your immediate Superior, supervisor, whatever. Exactly. If you want to, if you're going to say anything, say it to your department and talk to them, and I mean, ask questions. I mean, and I think <laughs> I do I know what's one thing that I used to do. I mean, it's because I'm quite a, I say, yeah, I'm quite a loud person. Is I just I just sort of say things quite loud on set sometimes when you when you first start off because you know that's just. I get excited, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just say something. And then not realise I'm in a bunch of in a room with a bunch of with twenty people, and I've said something that I shouldn't have said out loud. Right. Or, this is between takes as well. This is yeah. Like, between, yeah, I mean, well, between takes, I'm like talking to my mates or whatever, <laughs> and you you know you say something you shouldn't have said. You got my, like my, you're that kid two. in class winning. They said everyone would silent, and you're still chatting. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's a bit like that, and you know you don't want to be made aware of. You're, you're the part of being made aware of that you're the people making noise. <laughs> and so my, yeah, my, one two of the guys I used to work for just like, used to be saying to me, inside voice, Joe, inside voice, <laughs> inside voice all the time. And now I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm working with people going, oh my, shh, inside voice. I'm like, who am I turning into? <laughs> but it totally, I totally get it and I, <laughs> I can imagine what I was like. Yeah, you've got to mentor well, these young people. Exactly, you've got to mentor them and yeah, understand that, yeah. It's always yeah. the always the sound department. Because otherwise, people I know people will be looking at me going like, "Who's that girl or guy yes. doing that?" Yeah. How how do you think you're going to progress from where you are, or what, what what's your plan from obviously being uh, you know assistant and or second assistant? How are you going to work your way up? Um, you about that, or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing and? Be a nice person, network, and work hard, <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> do you want to be a try, try to, be, try to be a nice person? Yeah, um, yeah, no, I do, I do. That's definitely what I want to do eventually. Um, but yeah, now, like I said, I do, I do sort of low budget stuff and these short films that I'm. So you know how I'm, to mix. I know, exactly, yeah. I know how to mix. Um, yeah, it's just. I think as well, you've got to have that experience in those years on you to be uh, be taken seriously as well and get get the jobs. Um, but you're on the right path to do so, at least. Yeah, exactly. I'd hope I'd hope so. So, yeah, I mean, I want to do more, more the first assistant sound stuff, boom operating. But I'm still I'm still doing some of the, st- the second, the, like the second assistant stuff, because there's still there's still on the bigger stuff. There's still stuff to learn, and you still. You know, you're nearly as competent sometimes as as the first assistant sound, because you need that. You need that. You need that level at that when it's the biggest stuff and there's lots more going on. You need someone to be as competent sometimes. Um, yeah, but yeah, more first assistant sound stuff, 
and then hopefully build those eventually arm muscles up as well. Exactly, yeah. Boom ops is just I don't know how you can stand yeah. like that, you know, holding the boom and like yeah. <laughs> Do you go to the gym? Do you work out to stay healthy or anything <laughs> like that? Or is you not got time in you in twelve hour days? Um, no, I do. Um, my other, <laughs> I play a lot of well, I play a lot of squash. I don't go to the gym, but I play a lot of squash. Very good. Yeah, play that about three or four, five times a week sometimes. So <laughs> yeah. well, I, 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 I play once a week with yeah. my mate, so I'm guessing you're way better than me because I'm I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, I play in the league and stuff when Ooh. I'm when I'm here and everything. So. Part of a part of a club. Multi-talented man. Over here. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I like to, it's good. It's good to do, isn't it? Keeps you fit and yeah. keeps your mind healthy as well as. Yeah, it's just to switch off from. Work exactly. And, yeah. 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 Do you ever feel that pressure sometimes when you've done a project? If like anything comes back. As in, like, like I'm trying to think of the way. That's probably more from a camera point of view when you get feedback. You know, you know, your shots are out of focus and. Well, Maybe yeah, that would happen. I guess there, that's if you have a focus <laughs> model, but, oh from a mistaken sound that if that ever get fed back that was your oh, responsibility but. yeah um i think if you're the sound the sound recordist i think yeah there may be some of that fear but generally you know at the time yeah if that's been a problem or not um mm. and then again that's part of your part of your job description if something like that happens you have to be be like we need to go again I'm really, I'm really sorry this, that yeah. didn't work for us. Or what would you say is like a quite a common problem you would see on a day-to-day basis? Is it things like rustling clothes or background noises and stuff like that? We'd have to interject. Yeah, I mean, yeah, background noises, turning, get, making sure things are off, fringes, all the boring stuff. Aeroplanes, aeroplanes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we recently. We had an app where you could actually literally track all the airplanes yeah. going over London because there's yeah, a yeah. carnage. And yeah. you would say, okay, we've got a three minute window. Yeah. Let's go for a take now. Yeah. Okay, okay right, we've got to stop because I can see a plane coming in. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, the technology's evolved so much that you, yeah. can, you can see it on an app exactly yeah. where the plane's coming I remember the blog go. went during the making the Hobbit on those blogs. They were quite funny. There were two guys that had to park up on a hill and basically radioing when there was a plane coming in because of where they were shooting, they were shooting with planes flying overhead. Yeah. So they just had to radio into the set, plane coming. Like, oh. Right, okay, middle of the take. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's there's so many different things to to battle with and contend with on set sometimes, things that make noises and, yeah, it's just be... Yeah, I've been into, you know, for like corporate shoots and stuff, I've been into, you know, office spaces or... Stuff where people have never really even concern, had a concern with the sound of a particular environment, and then all of a sudden you walk in, and once you, everyone's quiet, you suddenly realise that clock is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that AC unit is horrendous. Yeah, people are like, well, I've never even heard that. There's just some random buzzing up pipes yeah. or anything like that. But they, on a day-to-day basis, why would they think about those sounds? It's not until you come to record it, yeah, and you hear everything. It might yeah. pick up everything, can't it? Yeah, and yeah. Tune it out like the brain does. It's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, well, that's part of the skill. It's just like you say, it's. Training, training your ears and stuff to re- to know what things are and yeah. yeah, most people don't really haven't trained their ears. They don't know. It's not. It's like it's definitely a skill you can learn and you can teach yourself what the sounds are and. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned this trainee program as well and the idea of just getting in touch with different people. But are there yeah. any, is there any other good practical advice you can give to people rather than the just never give up and keep going? <laughs> Um, I mean, if you've got the access to it as well, I mean, that's when I was at Futureworks again, they had, they had um, a small amount of, you know, kit, like yeah. a mic and recorder and stuff. And I just, I took that out all the time. Yeah. And like, when I realised that that's what I was doing, I was just doing, I was doing every short film I could do, just about that I knew was going on, taking that stuff out and recording and trying to get better. But yeah, again, Enos, who was on the, your podcast, we did it. We did. I was part. I did a film with him when I was on at FutureWorks, and he was actually he was actually teaching me mm. a, a mod, like a module. But he he took me and me and another mate Grant. We did this. Went and did this uh, this film called The Zombie King. Yeah. And he took us, and he was like sound recording that as well as doing post on it. Is that the one with Edward Furlong? That's the one. Yeah. 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 So we went and did that, and I mean that was that was you know good fun because <laughs> we we had a really good laugh and stuff. But yeah, you know, again it opened my eyes to like yeah this is. What I want to do, and learn quite a few things off that, and yeah. Amazing. Mate. What are your thoughts on uh, investing in kit as a sound? Did you have any of your own kit? Did you have your own mixer, your own mics, or is that something that you would look to get in the future? Um, 
I mean, I do have kit now, but again, that was when I first started out, that was a, I, th I think I thought that was what I needed to do when I was, when I've been doing all these films, like I need to get, I need to get my own kit. I need to get my own kit. Not really understanding much. Yeah, is the about... kit already provided for you when all these things? No, 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 no. Oh, so you've got to have your own kit. I'm you don't sorry. have to. You can like rent stuff, obviously. Okay. But I mean, when I was doing all this sort of corporate stuff and short films, I was like, I just thought that that's what you had to do. I was like, I need to get my own kit. Because it generally is a lot better than the basic stuff you can get. I just thought that's what I needed to do, and I did. I bought, I bought, a, I bought a recorder and I bought a mic and wind, wind protection and stuff like that. And I had a basic little little kit that was that was re like really good, like professional sort of standard for like you know just for booming stuff and yeah. And then eventually I started doing a little bit more and, and I got some more money and I'd start to you know I'd sort of put my money all my all the money spend money I had into buying more mics or. All bits of gear and stuff. Cost of fortune sound gear, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like like anything does, though. Course, but yeah, yeah. just um, and I'm a bit of a bit of a geek for buying stuff all the time, and then, and I don't really, I guess, probably about eleven months of the year, I'm not even using it. Wow. But I've got all the, you know, I've got however many pounds worth of gear just sat sat in <laughs> sat, sat, sat at home, <laughs> you know. But that's a big thing. So I've been. Have you heard of Fat Llama? So there's, it's a company based in London that you can put on spare kit. So if you've got like, you know your professional gear, sat I've never on a heard shelf, of this. No. It's, if it's sat on a shelf, you take a couple of photos of it, and then you can they'll, they'll give you a rough idea of what the fee would be for that kit. And yeah. The idea is that other industry professionals can log on, search for the kit, search for the location, and they'll put you in touch, um, so that you can make a bit of extra cash yeah. with, your, with your spare kit. Now I think. It's a great idea for me. My main my main camera is the Sony FS7. Yeah. And they've always they've they've seen my kit list. I mean, one of the account managers saw the kit list and was like, "Why don't you put some of this kit on Fat Llama and we can make you some extra money?" Whilst in theory, it sounds like a great idea, but it's professional gear that I use almost every single day. And if someone was to break it, it all of a sudden it'd become my problem. I know. But if the majority yeah. of your kit you're not really using or you're not relying on it, it might be something where you know you're worth looking into yeah. and make a bit of extra cash if you. you yeah. But then, once again, if it breaks, it's, it's all insured and stuff, but then you'd have to go through the insurance to fix it and you know, get it all yeah. sorted. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. The kit was down for me and I needed it a week later and I'm expecting it to get it back and I go, oh shit, I've got to send it to Sony for the next four weeks to get it repaired. Yeah, That's yeah. That's all of a sudden a really, really big problem. Because even if it's to a professional person, something can happen. Yeah, like, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to be respectful and look after the gear, but mistakes do happen. Exactly. Um, yeah, but if I had surplus gear that I wasn't using on a day-to-day -day basis, I could, I, you know, I've got a couple of spare tripods. Maybe I've thought about maybe chucking them on. Yeah, you know, get even if you get fifteen quid a day for a tripod, you know, if that's out for a week, um, plus all the all the other little bits and pieces, you know, it can add up to a decent little extra income. Yeah, it's true. Fat Llama, really bizarre name, but fatllama.com. Yeah. I've not been paid to say that. Um, I'm giving an honest opinion on how maybe, 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 maybe you would yeah. like to uh, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean generally as well, me, 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 I've got a few mates who are sound as well, and we sort of rotate our, our kit sort of around the bits okay. we might need and stuff, um, which is you know which is good, and then we want each other a bit of cash or whatever. If yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's all that sort of thing about uh, just someone risk versus reward, isn't it? Exactly, and. Like you said, if I could have that kit and rent it out, and then and then I could get a phone call that day, and be like, "Are you free tomorrow?" And I've just lost out on all the kit, all the kit money. Yeah. And but I mean, I could rent some more kit, but I'll probably be losing out because I will be losing out because I'm not making any more money on the kit anymore. Yeah, it just pricked in my ears because you said you don't use it for like. For maybe like, I don't know, maybe the stuff that's least necessary that you yeah. think, maybe, you know, just stick it on there and yeah. see if people... No, uh, I'll have a look and see, what, it, so. see what's what, yeah. We're giving you great business advice here, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll make financial plan for you. <laughs> 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 I just like to have it there and yeah. look at it. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, that's good to do, yeah, just look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Um, I think that's kind of wraps up everything. We'll probably do a little quick fire round that we've started to do as okay. well. Um, unless there's anything you feel you want to share quickly as well. Um, like to. <laughs> no, it's been great no, so just, far. I would just yeah, and just be say as well that you know it'd be nice, be nice to everybody, as well as saying you know, know you, it's all hierarchical, know your place, 
be nice to everybody, everyone. You never know what people are gonna, what people are gonna end up doing. Like I've, I've did a, I'm doing, hopefully doing a film this year with a director I worked with, first started working with, and we're like really good friends. And now he's got to the point where he's like got a budget for a film. Amazing, yeah. You know, and you don't know where these these people are running on set. You know, might end up being, you know big producer someday or you know online producer where they get to decide who who's working on their production so just you know i know it's so hard sometimes but be nice try and be nice to everybody yeah and because you, you never know where they, where people are going to get to and yeah and you've advice. generally got to in this, thing i didn't say you've got to sort of be nice to everyone in the sound department because at some point you're going to need something off everyone in the sound in like on a department whether it's costume because you need to Put a microphone. Need to make a little hole in a bit of clothing yeah. so they can get a mic. You can get a mic through or makeup because you want to put a mic in the hair, yeah. or you know cameras because you want to know something about lights or anything like that. You've got yeah. to, got to be you've got to be you've yeah. got to be nice. Everybody on Sparks, you want them to turn things off because they're making noises. You got yeah. You can't you can't be you can't be horrible in the department because you never get you don't so get sound. <laughs> Yeah, if you're friends with these people, it's so much easier just to ask. Exactly, for a yeah. Ask for a favour, like, could you, you yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Um, so the quick fire round. I know you're only t- how old are you? Twenty eight. Twenty nine. Me thirty. I'm th- thirty. I'm t- March. I just turned twenty eight, so I'm like thirty March. It's very depressing. It was downhill from twenty five. I thought. <laughs> so don't say that. That means it's even worse. You suffer a cliff at thirty. <laughs> <laughs> What's the advice to that like twenty-one year old self, twenty-two, when you're just finishing uni and you're like, now what? God, um, I think it would just be you know, search out these. Maybe you've done the skill set thing. I didn't know about that until after I'd sort of breached into it. It'd be check this out, see what that can do for you, and then just yeah, look at the find out more mixers' names and start an emailing, and that's what I eventually started to do when and I got this email being like, come and do this job, and I was like, great, yes. So yeah. that's almost, you almost have like one big break and one one person bothered to reply, got you on set. Yeah. And that, that was it. And that was it. That's yeah. The point and then you put the graft in before that, obviously. Yeah. To get that's that the break. Point, and then yeah. Was, yeah and then the boom up, I was working with that, he was like one of my best mates now. He he like worked with some of the mixers and he was like got me with him. He's like he's like you need to get Joe on or, yeah you need to get Joe on on this next job with us because he's really good yeah. and he's like he's good good he's lad just so you know, and it's from really that loud. and then yeah, <laughs> I turned it down by then but well, then he yeah, got it on that and then that lit the next film and I was still with him and then and then you know you then I meet another person yeah and it was just that from Paddington too to the like human rhapsody they were two different two different like hatred like mixes so i'd in between them while doing another film had done some second unit on a on the overlord film and met another mixer who was mates with that mixer and he'd be like he was looking for someone he'd be like have you should give this lad a ring he's really good mm. and then everyone knows everyone in the yeah. industry don't well, that's they? the thing everyone's connected everybody in some way and like you say it's probably probably the few people have People you've done the podcast with, I probably know quite a few of them just through through people or through various things. Yeah. It's very, very you know tight knit, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know Matt Price? Any chance he's a sound? Yes, yeah, I know, yeah. I don't. He's quite vocal on social. He is, as yeah, well, so yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if you hadn't heard of him. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I know I haven't really talked to to Matt. Um, I think I've talked to him maybe once by messenger. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He does a lot of commercials and um, short films, and uh, you know he's very busy. He's very good business owner as well, he's a lot of other projects as obviously he's sound mixing is the bulk of his work. Yeah. But he tries other things and you know he's a very smart guy. Worth yeah. following. It's Pete Bailey as well. I don't know if you know Pete. Yeah, I know Pete as well, yeah, I know yeah. That just proves the point right there, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean yeah, they're two one of the two more vocally people online I guess. Yeah, and yeah. it's part of that, isn't it? You know, again that's I think why you contacted me because I did a couple of Facebook posts and I'm not really big in I'm not really Big into the it's, whole. It's not, you don't want to show off, but it's nice to share achievements, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. If there's any time to show things on Facebook, it's you know if you've got part of BAFTA noms and like, Oscar nominations, which is obviously amazing. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully, like Pierre Rhapsody gets that, which should be lovely. Amazing. You know. <laughs> I mean, if you nominations, like awesome. So. Yeah. 
You mentioned like you do squash or any other things you like to do outside to unwind. Um, just, just what, yeah, watch a lot of TV and watch a film, yeah. like, yeah. Do you watch it with a critical ear or? Um, sometimes, yeah. I just, I can't watch it, ever watch anything with a centre dialogue speaker. God. <laughs> if, you've, if you've had it, because I've got, got surround set up at home, but I can't have the centre dialogue speaker plugged in because it's, I can just, I can hear every, every dialogue in it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I sound like an, I sound like a, I sound like an obscene, yeah. that, I don't know, but. Yeah. I can't, I can't listen to it. Yeah, because my ear wouldn't pick that up, but you will, obviously. So. Yeah, you might, you might do. It's just, um, I, I think as well, when you listen to everything, generally, in left and right, it's, and that sort of balances it out. And as soon as you have like a, a centre speaker, that just sort of, it's, it's so prominent that it's, I don't know, just my, my mind can't deal with it. Okay. But then when you're in the cinema, obviously, they've got that, so... I don't know, it's, it's, it's probably a bit of my setup as well as, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any good resources, online books that are out there that you follow, any blogs that people could take advice from as well? Um, I'm trying to think what I, what I did. I just read lots of articles and blogs and stuff, but, I mean, if, you, if that's what you want to do, there's... There's only reading stuff can only take you so far, and it's 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 going out and doing it, or finding someone who's you know who's who's doing it, and be like, can I come along and watch? Can I help out? Can I do anything just so you can watch and learn and see what they do? And you know, when there's the right 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 moment, ask them questions. You know, they might have you back. Or you, then you can start doing it, or make your own films with people, and yeah. you know, because you never, you're never gonna, you're never gonna learn. You know, you gotta f make these failures, or not failures, but you be like, I can do this better next time. Yeah. Or I can. You've learned about which light to do and what, so what, casting what shadows, so you understand where's the best place to stand, so you're not gonna get that shadow and all that it's sort all of stuff. All experience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, people want to reach out to you. Where can they get hold of you? Uh, Tell us your phone number, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably on my website actually, um, but um, it's uh, my website is iannourishment.com. Okay. Yeah. We'll put that. As I like notes. to nourish the ears. I like it. With the sound. Oh, ear. Yeah. Ian. Ian nourishment. Ian, yeah. I love Ian nourishment. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> he, Ian, he's my uh, friend. <laughs> Great. Are you on social, on Instagram, Facebook, anything like that? Um, yeah, just, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, I don't really post, I just like to look at people, generally. Stalk people, yeah. stalk people and see what they're doing. And just the, stare, the occasional post, the, sound, yeah. the, occasional, the occasional post. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that wraps up a wonderful podcast. <laughs> Thanks very much, Joe. No Thank problem. You.